and just like that we are back it is still what's today august 30th and it is 6 27 in the morning we are on um joshua chapter 8 in joshua 7 in joshua 7 uh what happened in joshua 7 basically there was this this young man named Achan and God had commanded them to not take when they went into Jericho, conquest of Jericho. He told them in chapter six, like, hey, don't take any of the uh, all the gold, all the silver, all that, that nice stuff, the treasure. That's for me and my in uh, my my tabernacle or whatever. And yeah, this cat named Achan. Um, disobeyed and took out, took some of that stuff, stole it, and uh, lied about and hid it. And so, yeah, God went to Joshua and said, "Hey, y'all need to purge of this um, this sin." And yeah, they went and found Achan and stoned him, him and his family. So, all right, y'all go back and read that. It's kind of a sad, depressing story. But the main thing I was saying is like, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So don't take advantage of God's grace just because we can all say God knows our heart. Yeah, he knows our heart. All right. He knows it's wicked. Um, Let's see here. Let's go to. Dun, 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 dun. All right, what do we, we're going to read part of Psalm 30 real quick. I will exalt you, Lord. We exalt you, Lord, for you have rescued us. You refuse to let our enemies triumph triumph over us. O oh Lord, our God, we cried to you for help and you restored our health. You brought us up from the grave, O oh Lord. You kept us from falling into the pit of death. We sing to you, Lord. We sing to you, Lord. Sing to the Lord, all you godly ones. Praise his holy name for his anger, as we just saw, only lasts for a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that weeping lasts only for a night, but joy always comes in the morning. We thank you, Lord, for your grace, your mercy, your love. We pray that this word, Joshua chapter seven would our chapter eight would transform our minds transform our thoughts and we'd be completely drawn to you and restored by you we know that we're already restored by you in jesus mighty name we pray amen walking in the fullness of your glory let's go all right conquest of ai the lord said to joshua do not yet yeah, joshua chapter eight not seven the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid or discouraged. Take all the troops with you and go attack AI. I'm back in the Christian standard version now, not the NLT. Uh, chapter seven, I read out of the NLT. All right, look, I have handed over to you the king of AI, his people, city and land. Treat AI. I can't help every time I see AI to think of Alan Iverson, but yeah, anyway. Treat AI and his king as you did Jericho and his king except that you may plunder its spoil and livestock for yourself. Set an ambush behind the city. So Joshua... Oh, so I need some water. Hmm. 
All right, so Joshua, Joshua, Joshua and all the troops set out to attack AI. Joshua selected 30,000 of his best soldiers and sent them out at night. If y'all remember back in chapter seven, Joshua sent out only 3,000 soldiers because they thought that's all they needed. Yeah, let's go back and read chapter seven. It's pretty interesting. But this time he sent out 30,000 of his best soldiers and sent them out at night. He commanded them, pay attention, lie in ambush behind the city, not too far from it. And all of you be ready. Then I and all the people who are with me will approach the city. When they come out against us, as they did the first time, we will flee from them. They will come after us until we have drawn them away from the city. For they will say they are fleeing from us before as before as before. While we are fleeing from them, you are to come out of your ambush and seize the city. The Lord, your God, will hand it over to you. After taking the city, set it on fire. Follow the Lord's command. See that you do as I have ordered you. Ordered you. So Joshua sent them out and they went to the ambush site and waited between Bethel and Ai to the west of Ai. But he spent that night with the troops. Verse 10. Joshua started early the next morning and mo there goes that early the next morning. I haven't had my pen really handy, but let me go and bust it out real quick. I got a pen in this car somewhere. I thought I did. Oh, well. Let's use this one. Early the next morning. Then he and the elders of Israel led the troops up to Ai. All those who were with him went up and approached the city, arriving opposite Ai, and camped to the north of it, with a valley between them and the city. Now Joshua had taken about 5,000 men and set them in ambush between Bethel and Ai to the west of the city. The troops were stationed... Hmm. 5,000, All right, the troops... Verse 13. The troops were stationed in this way... The main camp to the north of the city and its rear guard to the west of the city. And that night, Joshua went into the valley. When the king of Ai saw the Israelites, the men of the city hurried and went out early in the morning, early in the morning, so that he and all his people could engage Israel in battle at a suitable place facing the Arabah. But he did not know where it was there was an ambush waiting for him behind the city. Joshua and all Israel pretended to be beaten back by them and fled toward the wilderness. Mm. I don't know. I just got to. Once again, I've said this multiple times. Whenever I read the Old Testament, I just automatically just try to. My brain goes to like, how does this relate to Jesus? How does this relate to the new covenant, the New Testament? And I was just thinking like, Jesus, what did he do? He went into the wilderness into the wilderness and he was on the last day of it yeah for 40 days 40 nights and on the last day yeah was tempted by satan he he might have appeared to even be to be defeated right well, according and then, yeah, when he died on the cross, when died on cross. Right. But. He ultimately. Won. 
Like he ultimately won when he like Satan thought he was winning. Is yeah, the enemy thought there he was winning when Christ was destroyed, right? Or but he wasn't destroyed. Uh, when he, yeah, when he told the Pharisees, the Pharisees thought, yeah, Pharisees thought he was defeated when he died on that cross, right? But ultimately, he even told him, like, hey, he would raise that, he would destroy the temple and raise it back, resurrect it in three days. He was talking about himself. Anyway, I'm jumping ahead. But I was just thinking of the, like, here we go, we have an example of the of the children of Israel appeared to be defeated. Joshua and his, his troops appeared to be defeated. But they weren't. They went and healed a hit in the wilderness or ran to the wilderness. And then, yeah, then all, verse 16, then all the troops of Ai were summoned to pursue them. And they pursued Joshua and were drawn away from the city. Not a man was left in Ai or Bethel who did not go out after Israel, leaving the city exposed while they pursued Israel. Then the Lord, hmm, that's a that's a cool little uh, tactic here. Then the Lord said to Joshua, hold out the javelin in your hand toward Ai, for I will hand the city over to you. So Joshua held out his javelin toward it. When he held out his hand, the men in ambush rose quickly from their position. They ran, entered the city, captured it and immediately set it on fire. The men of Ai turned and looked back, and smoke from the city was rising to the sky. They could not escape in any direction, and the troops who had fled to the wilderness now became the pursuers. Mm. When Joshua and all Israel saw that all the men in ambush had captured the city and that smoke was rising from it, they turned back and struck down the men of Ai. Then men in ambush came out of the city against them, and the men of Ai were trapped between the Israelite forces, some, of, some on one side and some on the other side. They struck them down until no survivor or, no, or fugitive remained, but they captured the king of Ai alive and brought him to Joshua. When Israel had finished killing everyone living in Ai who had pursued them into the open country, and when every last one of them had fallen by the sword, all Israel returned to Ai and struck it down with the sword. The total of those who fell that day, both men and women, was 12,000 in all the people of Ai. That was all the people of Ai. 12,000 people. Hmm. Joshua did not draw back his hand that was holding the javelin until all the inhabitants of Ai were completely destroyed. You got to keep this thing like you got to be persistent. You cannot let up against the enemy. When our, our weapons, our warfare are not actual physical weapons like this. They're spiritual. So when you're praying and we're praying through things, and asking the Lord for breakthrough, defeat our enemies, the things that we're going, we're under a spiritual attack. You got to keep warring and fighting, like fasting, praying, you know, use wisdom on the whole fasting piece because some of us have health, have health issues. But just like keep praying about that thing until you feel the peace. <laughs> um, and even then, when you feel the peace, stay in guard. Stay up on the watchtower. Verse 27. Israel plundered only the cattle and spoil of that city for themselves. Accordingly, according to the, Lord, the Lord's command that he had given Joshua, he said it was okay to uh, keep the cattle and spoil. Joshua had Joshua burned Ai and left it permanent, 
Verse 28, Joshua burned Ai and left it a permanent ruin, still desolate today. He hung the body of the king of Ai on a tree until evening. And at sunset, Joshua commanded that they take his body from down from the tree. They threw it down at the entrance of the city gate and put a large pile of rocks over it, which still remains today. So just like we have types of Christophanies, we have types. I don't know what you call these. This is like a type type of Satan, a form of an Antichrist, an Antichrist. Um, there's been many types of Antichrist over the years. We haven't seen the actual the Antichrist as talked about in Revelation as far as Revelation as far as I know. But yeah, Pharaoh, he was a type of Antichrist, the king of Og and the other king of Zerah, whatever it was called. Um, anybody that got in the children of Israel's right way. Um, you had modern day, what's the guy's name? Um, Hitler, he was a type of Antichrist. You got the, the whole uh, Taliban and whatever forces, whatever in Afghanistan, they like a type of Antichrist. Yeah, all them folks. Anyway. Anybody that's opposing Israel, the Jews, and the Christian God's ultimately God's Christian his church, his church, they're a type of Antichrist. And it's wild that he hung they look at this. They hung his body on a tree. What else is it? Or a wooden stake. Until evening and at sunset, Joshua told them to take it down. Jesus hung on a tree. It's crazy, like the parallels here. But, and they threw it down at the entrance of the city gate and put a large pile of rocks over it. Remember that scripture we talked about? Yeah, Jesus curses everyone who uh, is hung on a tree. And so Jesus was also hung on a tree. He had a stone rolled over, rolled over his grave. But he was resurrected. The grave could not hold him. The grave could not hold him. Jesus, this is wild that this is just like a foreshadow, but here we're talking about an antichrist that was hung on a tree and cursed forever, had a pile of rocks put over him, and yeah, he wasn't resurrected. He was not resurrected like Jesus. I just love, re like, when I'm reading this, thinking this of this in light of the New Testament. It's going to be even cooler when we get to the New Testament and we get to read in light of the Old Testament. Um, hopefully I can remember all the stuff that happened in the Old Testament as I'm reading. But anyway, all right, renewed commitment to the law. Verse 30, at that time, Joshua built an altar on Mount Ebal to the, on Mount Ebal to the Lord, the God of Israel, just as Moses, the Lord's servant, had commanded the Israelites
Count on. At that time, Joshua built an altar on Mount Ebal to the Lord, the God of Israel. This is as Moses, the Lord's servant, had commanded the Israelites. He built it according to what it, what is written in the book of the law of Moses. An altar of uncut stones, an altar of uncut stones on which no iron tool has been used. Then they offered burnt offerings to the Lord and sacrificed fellowship offerings on it. There on the stones, Joshua occupied the law of Moses. Sorry, my bad. Not occupied. My brain is like creating words today. Verse 32. There on the stones, Joshua copied the law of Moses, which he had written in the presence of the Israelites. Interesting. All Israel resident alien. What happened to the original tablets that Moses wrote? The the new ones that he did. This is interesting. All right. All Israel resident alien and citizen alike with their elders, officers and judges stood on either side of the Ark of the Lord's Covenant facing the Levitical priest who carried it. Half of them were in front of Mount Gerizim and half in front of Mount Ebal, as Moses, the Lord's servant, had commanded earlier concerning blessing the people of Israel. Afterward, Joshua read aloud all the words of the law, the blessings as well as the curses, according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses had commanded that Joshua did not read before there was not a word, verse 35, there was not a word of all that Moses had commanded that Joshua did not read before the entire assembly of Israel, including the women, the dependents, and the resident aliens who lived among them. The women, the dependents, resident aliens. All right, let's read these Tony Evans notes and then close it out on that Romans road and get going. All right, where are we? All right, in the second battle against AI, they were to employ a strategy that differed from those used previously. We must not presume to know God's plan for a given situation. His strategies are diverse. We must not presume to know God's plan for a given situation. His strategies are diverse. So God's people need to stay close to him in order to make sure we do as he wants. God's ways are not our ways. Isaiah 55, 8. I'm going to read that one more time. We must not presume to know God's plan for a given situation. Even when I think, I say somebody gives me a word of the Lord or I have a dream or I, um, think i i know i i know what i'm doing in a certain situation right even then i don't hold on to it too tightly because and there's a balance there because sometimes you can make a decision and you don't want to be wishy-washy right you know like be double-minded right and i don't know i'm trying to say this clearly but the main thing i'm trying to say is like don't hold on too tightly to a choice or a decision or anything in this life. And that's the hard thing about going to a lot of like modern day churches, even the church I go to at times. I I do love what I love about I'm gonna be very careful what I say. Cause I, I in general, there's only there's only one church. So my main thing I'm trying to say is be careful 
to not hold too tightly to our programs, our regularly scheduled, you know, you got to have order to stuff, but like, it's so easy to hold tightly to a program or to a, uh, to doing things as we always have done the rituals and religion, religious acts, right? Because the, you want the whole, allow the Holy spirit to, to move and to have his way. And we may think things are going to go a certain way, but God may have a whole different plan than what we think. And just like it says, I'll say this one more time. We must not presume to know God's plan for a given situation. His strategies are strategies are diverse. So God's people need to stay close to him in order to make sure we do as he wants. God's ways are not our ways. God's ways are not our ways. That's from Isaiah 55, 8. All right. AI was destroyed and the king's body was hung on a tree. At evening, Joshua ordered the Israelites to take down the king's body. It's easy to miss the significance of this. Earlier, God had commanded Israel that if they executed a guilty person by hanging him on a tree, they were not to leave his corpse on the tree overnight, but were to bury him. To disobey the Lord in this would be to defile the land their God was giving. So here we see the, that Joshua was not only a talented military tactician, but he was also a godly leader. He understood the dangers of disobeying God's word. Cool stuff. Turn these lights off. You know, we got the outdoor light. All right, let's close. Let's see what else we got. Israel's future experience in the promised land would depend on the people's response to God, whether they lived or died, whether they prospered or were hungry, whether they experienced blessing or cursing, depended on their choices. Would they serve God or themselves? Moses had admonished them to choose life so that they and their descendants might live. But only by heeding God's covenant commands could Israel maximize what the promised land had to offer. Similarly, by choosing God's way, you will maximize the blessings God has for your life. All right, let's hop on this Romans road. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 5.23 says, uh, For the wages of... Romans 6 verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is Christ Jesus our Lord. The, the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And later in Romans it says, For uh, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved and then it says um if thou shalt confess with thy mouth and, and believe in thy heart that Jesus Christ rose from the dead thou shalt be saved so we Lord we just pray for those that have never accepted you into their heart Lord we pray Lord that you would continue to transform their mind transform their heart we pray that they would simply say Jesus come into my heart make me a new person a new creation and from this day forward i surrender my heart my mind my soul my spirit to you god all my plans all my desires i give them to you and i'm i ask you to be the lord and savior of my life come into my heart and change me from this day forward in jesus mighty name we pray amen all right i'm gonna go ahead and get going for the day um 
So it'll be interesting. But y'all just keep praying, keep pressing in, keep asking the Lord to uh, speak to you throughout the day. Ask him to uh, just show you what it means to have the joy of the Lord and that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Just remember that he it is your strength. And um, the, the fruit of the spirit, he desires to give you the fruit and all those attributes that come with it, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the uh, long suffering, the self-control. I'm missing two more, but yeah, all that comes with the fruit of the spirit. So anyway, I'll close it out. God bless y'all. Have a wonderful day and I'll holler at you later.